around the nation and around the world. Here's your host, Alexander Garrett. This season, to have 10 assists or more, Alfred Payton has done it three times. And the crowd chanting, we want Melo. That was the sound of the Madison Square Garden Arena tonight. You know, here on the Sports Hour section of Keeping Real with Alexander Garrett. Wasn't sure if I was going to pod tonight, but I, I, I felt inspired. A, because the Knicks win again, by the way. And B, because Melo did get a rounding ovation, as was expected, uh, at the Garden with the Portland Trail Blazers. He actually scored 26 on the night. At MSG. Uh, and if you're watching or listening to this, by the way, and you got a notification, were you at the game or what are your thoughts? Uh, the chat box will be open for a little bit. Did you think the fans, uh, should they have cheered him? Did he have a, a decent enough exit from New York to where he could be cheered on his first game back? Or were they just kissing up to him? Because look... The Knicks are way under 500, and Melo's still playing hard. And if he did ever come back to the Knicks, maybe they, that that would help. Uh, another note tonight, by the way. Uh, speaking of the Knicks, seems that they are playing much harder for their interim coach than they ever did Fizdale. I mean, you look at it. The Knicks are now on a three-game win streak, by the way, uh, for their interim coach. And Julius Randle's coming through. Nalitnika, J.R. Barrett. Uh, Mike Miller, by the way, is uh, is the interim still. But you look at after the firing, this team is playing hard. And I, I can't help, but coaching is, is probably a reason why. So with that note, we'll have to see. The Knicks, though, I mean, they, they didn't just beat the Portland Trailblazers, who who have been struggling too this year. They beat them by the score of 117-93. Julius Randle, 22 points, 3 assists, and 13 rebounds. He's been an amazing pickup for them over the last few weeks. Uh, a few games, it's turned out that way. And and the three-game win streak is, is nothing to think less of. Uh, Some would say nothing to write home about, but I think it is something to keep track of, keep note of here. And uh, I just want to know your thoughts. Were you happy to see Mello score 26? Were you happy to see him at the Garden? Um, Were you wishing he was on the Knicks again? I mean, that's, that's the big question tonight. Here in New York City. Because obviously fans, as Mike Breen pointed out, listen to the crowd. Fans say they want mellow. And it was, by the way, a season high 26 points at the Garden. So if you think Mello wasn't infused by that, he definitely was. And again, Knicks are 10 and 24. <laughs> okay. So and I think that's actually 11 and 24. But. Maybe if they get a decent pickup like a Mellow, we're in January now. Christmas days, big spectacular basketball day is over. This is where the heart of both hockey and basketball really come into play, by the way. 
Wasn't sure if you were aware of that or not. This, this is where it comes into play. But I want to know, do you want Mello to be a Nick again? Should he be a Nick again? Uh, Alex.Garrett21.Yahoo.com Alex.Garrett21.Yahoo.com is my email. We are live on Spreaker.com. And if you were at the game, tell me what you thought of it. Unfortunately, I can't take calls, but tell me what you thought. Because I'd like to know what kind of emotion you were feeling tonight at the Garden as Melo did make his return. As the Knicks did put on a great show. They put on a great win again. So just uh, just shoot me a line, alex.gear21 or at yahoo.com or follow me on Twitter, alexgnnyc, alexgnnyc. Another note tonight that I cannot let go by, we open this new decade with the passing of former NBA commissioner David Stern uh, at 77. And of course, Stern's Tenure as commissioner was all over the place, but he did have a good run uh, as the NBA commissioner. Some would argue he shouldn't have tied up the Chris Paul move to the LA Clippers. The the you know he was going to go to the Lakers, and the NBA reverse engineered it so he would go to actually the. The uh, he would go. Are, are you still there? He he would go to the Clippers instead. So a lot of Laker fans not forgive him for that. But at seventy seven, and unfortunately a horrible death of a brain hemorrhage, suffered on December twelfth. Could not recover from that. It's horrible. Uh, his family. I, we pray for them tonight. Uh, I just thought his commissioning. It's. Tenure as commissioner, when you look at the winter leagues, it seemed better uh, than, than Bettman's tenure has been in many ways than one. So, it's just, it's a, it's a sad, sudden death of the former NBA commissioner. Again, what did you think? Did you think his run as NBA commissioner, and I'm trying to research this right now, because, well, they did have the NBA lockout in 2011. They didn't have as much a drawback from that as the NHL did. I mean, it seemed that Stern kept his cool, kept the leagues cool during that, and they were able to recover from that lockout. I remember there was one, I just couldn't remember when. Whereas after the NHL lockout, they lost their fan base for good, it felt like. Uh, But they're getting back to it. But again, uh, Stern, 77, passing away today. And... He ended up being responsible... For, you know, the Dream Team's impact of the 92 Olympics. He was there 
for literally 30 years as commissioner of the NBA, David Stern. So he will be missed sorely by the league and by the sports world. And then the other day today, and by the way, reactions, if you're interested, Michael Jordan did weigh in. Uh, Jordan's here on CBS Sports HQ in the new year. Uh, sorry about that. Jordan did say without David Stern, the NBA would not be what it is today. He guided the league through turbulent times and grew the league into an international phenomenon, creating opportunities that few could have imagined before. His vision and leadership provided me with the global stage that has allowed me to succeed. David has had a deep love of the game of basketball and demanded excellence from them, from him, from those around him, and I admire him for them, for that. I wouldn't be where I am without him, and I offer my deepest sympathies to Diane and his family. And then uh, later that this night, the first night of 2020. Day, uh, Don Larson, the man who threw the perfect game, the only perfect game in World Series history, has passed away just days after I replayed you the interview with the man who called the game, Bob Wolf. It's kind of sad to, to report back that the man who pitched the perfect game has passed away at the age of 90. Remember that image of Yogi jumping on Don Larson in 1956? That image will last for baseball lore, for Yankee lore, forever. And I can only hope that Yogi and him are playing catch again and maybe reenacting that leap in heaven right now as Yogi left this earth a while, a few years ago. And he will, he is missed to this day. So as all this happens, it kind of shakes you, right? kind of makes you realize that life is so fragile. We don't know when our last, last breath will be. I know God knows that. I believe God knows when our last breath will be. But <laughs> for now just mourning those around us who have passed away, even today. And for the families that this affects, can't go unnoticed. And so I pray for the families of the Larson family, the Sturm family, and of course, Imus's family still Grieving the loss of Don Imus, I mean, it, it's been a whirlwind of passings and in a, in a very flurry of moment here. So keep your thoughts, keep your thoughts and prayers coming in for those families grieving this week alone. And let's pray that, that we understand that fragile, as Darren McGavin jokingly said on, on 
a Christmas story because of the leg and it's fragile. Life is fragile. We've lost titans today. And we just have to know that enjoying every moment on this earth is the most important thing. Because we really don't know when someone might go next or what's happening next. But enjoying the time with loved ones and family. And, and, and by the way, a little bit off sports. But last night when I spent New Year's Eve with Gabriella, <coughs> a little bit at St. John's, a little bit at with my dad and then my stepdad and mom. The quality I felt in the presence of people I loved felt more quality than going out to a bar on New Year's Eve because I felt wholeness last night. The first New Year's Eve in a while, I felt wholeness and togetherness and feeling I was where I was supposed to be. And I thank God for that feeling. Cause, and I thank God for shaping that night the way he did. And so, yeah, sports is uh, is, fr- is fun to watch. But the life component, the life that Carmelo Anthony led here in New York as a community outreach guy, as a member of the city, he wasn't just a basketball player. He was a representative of the Knicks Outside the basketball court. You know, you may you may diss on him when he's on the court, or you may cheer him when he's on the court, but he's a human too. They're all humans, just like you and me. You know, and one to, uh, to that point, to that point, uh, Jake Fromm, the Georgia quarterback, before the Sugar Bowl tonight, Definitely was saying a prayer on the sideline with one of the coaches. Because you know what? These guys realize it's a battle. You don't know how your health is going to be after one play, one snap in the college and NFL league. You don't know how if one transition up and down the court could change your life forever because of a drastic injury. You don't know what's in store. So you pray on it to be healthy after, what is it, 15 minutes a quarter? Uh, after the final buzzer, the final gun, so to speak, in the NFL and college football. The final snap. That's the goal is to get through it healthily. Yeah, winning is amazing, but come on. We've got Alabama's star quarterback now on January 6th deciding whether he will go into the NFL draft. He was on crutches today in the Citrus Bowl against Michigan. Uh, His presence was missed, but Alabama still steamrolled Michigan, by the way. Michigan has not had a big win in a while. But Tua is going to decide that. He has his life choice to make. Do I go on this injured leg into the NFL and take my chance there, or do I go back to Alabama? Whatever you think. When you're playing against them, you might boo them, but they are human beings. 
with life choices to make. Andrew Luck, I could not believe a couple of people that were criticizing him for quote-unquote giving up on the NFL. No, he went through injury after injury after injury, hurting his back. I mean, it was bad. It was bad, and it was a shame because when he was healthy, he was great. But you know what? He finally said, I am tired. I am. I have gone through so much rehab, I cannot do it anymore. That's a human feeling. That's a human choice to make. And he made it. So he should be acknowledged for making that. It shook fantasy leagues. It shook the NFL. It shook the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sure Ursay was flabbergasted by it. Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts. But you know what? It was a human decision. Just like Melo's decision to go back in the NBA. Sign with the Trailblazers. That's a decision you make because, A, you think you ha- you're not done yet. That's why a lot of these guys, when they retire or, or don't have a team, then come back in. It's because they, they're not done yet. Brett Favre wasn't done yet, so he went to Minnesota. He wasn't done uh, 10 years ago in the NFC Championship game when he kept getting rocked and rocked and rocked by the Saints' defense, which, quote-unquote, was... Um, that whole uh, gate, one of the gates, uh, with the defense. Bounty gate is what it was called. But they weren't done. They're not done. And it makes you think, right? You don't give up either till God forbid, your last breath. You don't give up until you really know you can't do talk radio. Like, Imus knew he couldn't do talk radio, but he went to the very last minute he could do it before calling it quits, and then a year later, he passes on. But you don't give it up easily, those who are motivated. Andrew Luck didn't give it up easily. It took time, it took years of rehab to finally decide I can't do it anymore. And then here in New York where we haven't had a championship in years Nick fans are fired up. Years later they still want to win. That's why they want to mellow because this city's not done yet. We may be having transplant city with people from all over the country and world living here. Our sports talk on the subways, our societal norms have changed because you can't even look someone in the eye on the subway without getting a look back. You can't talk sports on the subway anymore. You can't even, you know, you you can't strike up a conversation anymore on the subway. You have to watch your back at Madison Square Garden now because of all the rampant homelessness running around Penn Station. You you have to walk with a sense of caution, which is sad because we shouldn't have to walk with caution. We should be able to be freely walking down the street, but our news headlines and our surveillance video show us we cannot just easily walk down a street, or a freaking chair might be thrown at us. 
a freaking chair might be thrown at us. That's horrible. And I know I'm diverting off sports, but, but again, this is bigger than life. The former NBA commissioner has died today. Don Larson, the man who threw the only perfect game in World Series history. The man who actually threw the first pitch to Yogi on Yogi Berra Day, the day David Cohn threw his perfect game. Synchronicity there, right? Passes away today. Don Larson at the age of 90. For these athletes, if you boo them mercilessly, even if you cheer them mercilessly, you have to understand that just like you, they are human. Just like you, they will be going to Hoboken after they win, like the Giants did. Because they're human. They're guys. They're they're people that need to blow off steam too. And, and that's the resilience of the city. That we are a city that doesn't give up till its final breath in or final out or final buzzer or final uh, horn in hockey. I mean, all these sports. We never give up. And I love that about the city and our sports teams. And if these guys aren't giving up on the field, why then should we give up on them if a season's too bad. We shouldn't give up on them. We should still, like Eli Manning in the final game on Sunday, rightly got round of applause, signs, cheers, most likely maybe his final home game ever at Giants Stadium, even though he didn't start, he was still in uniform. These guys take beatings. And I'll never forgive the Bills fans for burning Tyrod Taylor's jersey when he was lying on his back, injured badly against the Jaguars in the 2017 playoffs. 2017-2018 uh, playoffs. How classless do you have to be to burn the jersey of your quarterback laying on your back, laying on his back, injured? Easy. You don't have to be that classless. You don't have to be that classless. This last decade saw LeBron James leave Cleveland, go to Miami in the big decision 10 years ago, by the way, that happened. And all of a sudden his jersey was burned. And they loved him when he came back. Look, that would be the same thing, right? We had our trials and tribulations with Carmelo. But just like we saw tonight, we would take him back in a heartbeat because he still got it. He still got it. Well, enough ranting tonight. I'm Alexander Garrett. This has been the Sports Hour section of Keeping Road with Alexander Garrett. And uh, listen back on this podcast if you're interested. And of course, subscribe if you're interested on Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you might be listening. And we will do it again soon. All right? On a different topic, I'm sure. But we'll do it again soon. Have a great, great night. And remember, New York, speaking loudly tonight. Alfred Payton has done it three times. 
And the crowd chanting, we want Melo. I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a great night.